Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Chingo Bling. Have you noticed that we're back at war? Gas prices are up, inflation out the wazoo, the cost of goods. What the hell's going on? We try to make sense of it on this show. We try to bring that common sense. We try to cut through all the propaganda and the BS and give you the trill spill. But if I were to believe it, this is Red Piltamales and the show is blowing up. We're reaching more people thanks to listeners like you who put your shoulder to the wheel and contribute directly. Patreon.com forward slash Red Piltamales. You get multiple shows a week. You get access to the Discord and you get access to Rob G's uh, illustrious voice. That's right. Every week, four days a week. Patreon.com forward slash Red Piltamales. Take number two. <clears throat> oh, I sound so much better. I know it's not 100%, but I sound better. Uh, shout out to Mother Nature for blowing in all kind of pollen and what the hell's in the air, bro? It's pollen. It's pollen, majority of it. I don't know what I'm allergic to. Uh, as soon as my insurance kicks in, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go figure it out. And uh, as soon as this legalized freedom tour sells out, it's going to be off the chain. So this is RPT season number 12, episode 142. It is Wednesday, 23 March, year of our Lord, 2022. And in case you're wondering, I am Chingo Bling. Don't let your ears... Um, I know I sound like Barry... Uh, who? Barry Manilow? Barry White? Uh, Barry White. A little bit. <clears throat> so I got my cough drops. Uh, my wife made me a... Uh, Apple cider vinegar, cayenne pepper, chingo de chile, cinnamon, honey, quien sabe que, mucinex, all the way. All the way. Sass. I'm sure it's going to the dome. I'm sure it's going to merge very well with the uh, chocolate milk and egg whites <laughs> I have in my stomach at the moment. Uh, so spring break is over spring and it's good over. to be back. Sorry guys, um I wasn't in the last episode. However, Rob and John Copel knocked it out the park. Thank you, thank you. Um and many memes came out of it. The uh, Ryobi or Rob Yobi. Oh my God. And they're still going at it this, as of this morning. As of this I have screenshots. I got receipts on my phone, Big Don. How dare you, Big, big Don. Big. Yo. <laughs> Yo, man, they are roasting the shit out of Rob. Man, all this, all the stuff that Rob does for the patrons, for the RPT, for all the members of the Tia. And the members of the Tia have been weaponized. They have. I feel like you. Rob. I feel like you weaponize them because when you are when you're in town, it's a regular week. It's all eyes on this guy. All of a sudden, I'm goes the one out. getting roasted. He goes out for a couple of days, and next thing you know, I've taken every single arrow from all hundred and however many people are in there. And I have Milwaukee. Some I don't have a lot of tools. I'm not that handy, but I have some Milwaukee tools yeah. that my friend gave me because I didn't have no tools. Yeah. And they have the little charger too. They have the little battery pack. Yeah, of course. So why they why they roasting Ryobi? I don't know. I don't know what the hatred is. Don't don't a lot of tools have battery packs? No, most of them do. I don't even think it's the electric thing. I, it's just like it's the, the brand. lawnmowers. No, it's because it's got definitely the lawnmower. People are. Sh- I call it my Tesla mower. And if you follow uh, me, at, I swear I do. If you call, if you follow me at Rob GTV on Instagram on Sundays during the summer last summer, I would always like show off how well these fucking things. And they have a made in USA sticker, which might be like ninety percent true, not hundred percent true, but still, okay. I was proud to buy it. You know, and uh, they've been giving me shit all because a lot of the people in there in the DIY, which is the new room, the DIY room. Yes, all, I, I was I was in that room. And I thought I was in the general chat. I was like, what the fuck? How did I end up in this room? <laughs> so they're all like, a lot of them are contractors and they're, they're hard workers. So they got their like preferred tools, Milwaukee, DeWalt, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I come in there with like, hey man, this Ryobi shit's off the, off the chain. Arrows, arrows Boom. everywhere. Boom, memes, Rob Yobi. Memes. <laughs> uh, Rob was proud to pay. 100%. For the Rob Yobi. I was. Uh, and if you were proud to pay for this content, you appreciate it. You like the work that we put in, even though we sit. Even though we up in here, I don't know what I might be spreading to Rob. That's true. I don't know what I picked up in Florida, in Southwest Florida and Naples, and brought home. Other than freedom. A little bit of freedom and a tan. Shit. Vitamin D levels out the goddamn wazoo. Yo, my testosterone levels was up. I was away from my woman. You, hey. Hey, you could, ask, you could ask Israel, Garcia, and Juan Perez. You could ask them how many steaks I had on this tour. Steaks? I was eating steak. Puro creatine and uh, I was my mother power. Boy, look here. I was getting sunlight, egg yolks. Did you hit the beach? No, 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 no. No, bro. We ain't had time for all that shit. <laughs> Gas is too high to be venturing out. We were at the Red Roof Inn, which was $300 a night. And apparently, it was the place to be because everybody was poolside. Everybody that was in town visiting grandma and things like that. Yeah. So, it was a weird time to be in Naples, Florida. They're like, yo, you came at a at an interesting time. Well, if they didn't catch you in Naples, <clears throat> let everybody know where they can catch you next. West Palm Beach coming up next, April 3rd. Tacoma, Washington, April 7th. Nashville, April 14th. Corpitos, Corpus Christi, May 5th through the 7th. Arlington, May 12th through the 15th. New Braunfels, May 20th. Abilene, May 21st. 
uh, Lubbock, Abilene and Lubbock is my boy Jesse Payton. Uh, very funny. You do not want to miss it. Oh, it, nice. It's, it's going to be double action packed. Uh, Lubbock, Texas, May 22nd. Bryan College Station, two shows, May 28th. San Angelo, June 3rd. Odessa at the Actor Theater, June 4th. Come on, man. We're doing theaters, big dog. Fuck you, mean. <laughs> A lot of these other headliners want to throw shade, bro, but check this out, bro. My shit is solidified from the grassroots, and motherfuckers be making little comments, and sometimes you got to turn into alpha, alpha big dog. I'll tell you about it off air. Okay. Sometimes you got to snap on these motherfuckers. But look, 30 cities, hit up chinglebling.com, click tour, and you can get your tickets for like Irvine, El Paso, Albuquerque, Austin, Denver, Oklahoma City, Chicago, Phoenix, San Jose, Brea, Oxnard, San Antonio, Addison. We're working on Salt Lake City, Las Vegas, and of course, right here, Houston, Texas. So all that and more, chinglebling.com. Get your tickets. VIP always sells out first. And if you want to become a premium member and an official agent of the Tamal Intelligence Agency, what you do is you go to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales, and the Thea agents are proud to pay members who sign up for a monthly recurring sum. This unlocks double the weekly podcast, the 24-7 Discord chat server. You get to see how Rob is getting roasted. You get to <laughs> screenshot the memes. And you're directly in charge of supporting the growth of this show, and we appreciate it. Cannot be done without you. Hey, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> So, man, a lot going on in the world, bro. A lot's going on, and you missed last week, right? So, we were supposed to record our, our batch of episodes on Monday, and then, you know, family, spring break, you had things to do. We just didn't get to do it. So, they, we didn't drop a Chingo chat yesterday, which was Monday, earlier this week. So, for the patrons, we'll double up uh, later in the week for next week. They know this. They're aware of this. But just in the news, man, for what you missed, which was Friday's episode, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that's cultural and, and political. You know, we didn't get to talk about Trevor Noah coming out, you know, making making it feel like it's okay to, to rag on Biden now. And Oh, yeah. You know, Bill Maher did Shapiro, which was great. A uh, bunch of stuff going on. You got the border. You know, it's, we just had informed Anthony on, and we didn't really bring up um, what is it like uh, whatever something forty two title forty two, mm-hmm. which is going to be up pretty soon. Which is where people are like, we're going to have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people coming up from the border, like four hundred thousand. Yeah, man. So there's a lot going on. So I kind of wanted to kick off by just getting your thoughts as of this week on what's going on. In Ukraine and Russia. Okay. Which, well, the first, war machine. But go ahead. Okay, we will. We definitely will. Um, first, uh, again, props to Rob and John Coble for knocking out the episode. I was out of pocket. I was MIA. I was in Naples, Florida, and we didn't want to give you no half-ass, you know. You know, I, I, we got to give you 100%. Pura crema, compadre. Mm-hmm. So, a couple gems. There were a few gems. I liked how uh, John Coble, who who's a former teacher, when he was talking about his disdain for what he was seeing when he was in the educational field Mm -hmm. you know he's like i wasn't no activist i wasn't trying to be in everybody's grill about oh i'm mr super conservative nothing like that he's like but they're using that brain pop software that's supposed to teach them reading writing arithmetic right and instead it was all woke pronouns and weird kinky shit right? right and he said this is what he said uh the kids are getting peer pressured to believe stuff that isn't true Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again. <clears throat> They're peer pressuring the children and the students to make them believe, to punk them into believing stuff that isn't true. Like, I, you see it all the time on social media. Like, I think Lexit Movement posted um, footage of some school. They were doing like a little parade, uh, pride parade in the hallway. That was in Austin. That was in Austin, fucking Texas. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that come out of California. <clears throat> it's like, yo, um, why? Are, and then I think the teachers. They had it to where, like, you can't tell your parents what we're doing. And then the parents caught wind. And they're like, okay, well, I guess you could share with your parents what we're doing. Or something like that. But basically, man, they're just peer pressuring the kids. You know, that I yeah. mean, it's like bullying the kids into believing all kinds of rhetoric. And then another thing John pointed out, he said, um, he said little by little, <clears throat> they started taking scripture out of school. They started taking out the Ten Commandments. And... At the time, a lot of people went along with that because they're like, okay, just focus on education. You know, it doesn't have to be all religious and, you know, whatever the argument is, right? So little by little, they removed God from the schools and replaced it with unicorns, pronouns, and genders and, and all this other, like, super leftist stuff or whatever it is. I don't even know what the hell it is, but this rhetoric that has no place in our educational system because... A lot of these kids, especially in the big blue inner cities, there was a big case. I don't know if you recall. Somebody in Discord could look it up and post the link. But um, 
there was a high profile case <clears throat> of some twins. I think they were female twins. I want to say they were African American in a high school in Chicago. And they were like valedictorian and salutatorian, right? They were like psh, rising stars, shining stars, mm -hmm. educational, like a beacon of, of what the Chicago system is all about. And then come to find out, by the time they make it to college, they end up dropping out because it turns out they're reading at a third grade level. So how is it possible you're just pushing along the kids? You know, who, you know what I mean? Like who's in charge at the school board? Like what's going on in these school districts where that's possible, where a kid can make it all the way to valedictorian and can't even fucking read. Yeah, Marisol yesterday was kind of, she kind of went on a pink pill uh, rant for a bit on a lot of this on uh, her launch podcast. And we're talking about how, you know, the, the don't say gay bill and the, that, that were what was touted as the don't say gay bill. Mm -hmm. Basically, just mm -hmm. a parental rights and education bill out of Florida. Uh, which, by the way, there was a sign. Did you see that tweet? I don't remember who it was, but um, it said just gay. Oh, yeah, a billboard. Yeah, and the person who ever put it up, I guess, said, how many more of these would you like to see me put up around the city? I don't remember where it was, but... Somewhere in Florida, right? I, I think it might have been, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, on the way in here, over there by HBU, there's a huge Pray for Ukraine billboard. A massive Pray for Ukraine billboard. Of course, man. There's a lot of money to be made. Yeah. So, anyway, um, she, you, her and I were talking a lot about how it's just... You don't want to tell people what to do. And Rogan had Mike, uh, Mike Baker on, a former CIA you know, uh, informant, I guess, or agent or whatever. And towards the end of it, he's kind of talking about how a lot of left-leaning people say, I would 100% I would vote for Republicans if they just stopped with the gay stuff. And I'm listening to it, and I'm trying to like, and this was Rogan saying it, or, or yeah, posing it to Mike Baker. And Mike's just like, yeah, you know, I agree. But it's not like, we're not telling you don't be gay. You know, we're not saying any of that kind of stuff. It's like, let's... Find the boundaries of society with kindergartners and third graders, you know, and, yeah. and maybe go from there. <clears throat> yeah, I think the way DeSantis, um, the way he answered that question one time, he was basically saying, like, I'm not going to, he's like, I don't give a damn what Disney got to say. He's yeah. like, I'm not going to bend my commitment to the students and the parents. You know, all this other agenda and rhetoric and stuff, you know, a, a big part of it is, <clears throat> I had a meeting yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. And... It was like some conservative people, and we were discussing some some projects and some things, right? And um, one of the things that kept coming up is the left's tactics. You know what I'm saying? So a big part of this uh, Florida bill is how they are their tactics of the left. <clears throat> they're good at branding and twisting up what's really going on. Like we're gonna make DeSantis look like Hitler, and any rule or law or anything um, that he puts forth, we're gonna find a way to rebrand it and reframe it and twist it to trigger people. Because people are lazy as fuck, they ain't got time to go actually read what the fuck the bill is about. So they're just gonna brand it as, don't say gay. So now the, the fucking TikTokers, they go and do their thing, they put a battery in their back and they perpetuate this narrative. Um, so yeah, man, that, that's a big part of it. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that who ends up losing the kids, the parents and it, and society. Cause it creates this further rift of like, if y'all would just be honest, we could have an actual discussion about what's really going on and we could debate, like you said, as a society, okay, if you're in third grade, do you need to have your teacher coming out to you? And telling you all the stuff they're into and you need to have the little closet where you can come change and we're not going to tell your parents you go by, by Susie and not Timmy at school. Yeah. And all that type of shit. It's like, damn, at what point does the, do the parents have some say? And it's not like your children don't belong to the state. And that's a big thing you see with communism. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, with, as somebody that has first graders, it's like you can't even imagine them... <clears throat> Anybody at, at their school posing the question of like, okay, what are your pronouns? Like, or today, are you a he, him, her, whatever, whatever? It's like, dude, I want to talk about space and dinosaurs and maybe video games. Have you heard of the comedian uh, Nick, uh, Nick Guerra? The name sounds familiar. Okay. Well, he's very funny. He's been around forever. He's from like, uh, I believe he's originally from Harlingen. He's based out of L.A. Um, you know, we don't see the eye, eye to eye on, on some uh, political stuff, and, and that's fine. He's still very funny. I take notes. He's really good on stage, mm -hmm. um, not taking anything away. I'd be a liar if I said, man, this motherfucker suck. He ain't got no skills. <laughs> like, I've seen him literally take a room that anybody else would have had a hard time in um, and just fucking take over, plow yeah. through, yeah. command their attention, and just boom, boom. He paces the stage like a fucking tiger, and he's just hitting them, hitting them, hitting them until he wins them over. However, 
Um, I think he likes to post things to be provocative <clears throat> on Instagram. And for some reason, like, I don't really be seeing his posts. But anytime he does something that has to do with shit like this, punk ass Mark Zuckerberg be knowing. Delivers. And he be trying to stir the pot and shit. Like, man, let me make sure Chingo sees this. <laughs> so let me find it. Um, did he delete this shit? Oh, my God. Please, did you delete it, bro? He's on Twitter um, or Instagram? Insta- well, he's everywhere, but he he's on Instagram, too. He might have took the shit down. God damn it. Do you remember the context of it? <clears throat> yeah, basically, bro, he was on there being a lefty Larry. Okay. He, he was basically saying, like, um, basically saying, like, look at how <clears throat> hypocritical these Republicans are because... All of a sudden, they want to be an ally and be concerned. All of a sudden, they care about women's sports and this and that, right? Like, I I couldn't tell what point exactly he was trying to make. But I was like, so you're okay with dudes whooping on girls, like biological men, whooping on females in female sports. Mm -hmm. And then he tried to twist it up and saying like, oh, all of a sudden, the anti-participation ribbon crowd wants to be something, something. And I was like, hey, bro. Uh, basically, I'll, you know, because you're trying to come at me from a different, like, you bringing up some other shit. So I'm not going to get distracted by that. I said, if that's how you feel, I respect your opinion, but be more vocal about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you want to be Mr. Trans Ally, uh, it's okay to see Leah Thomas whooping on all the females <laughs> and shit. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're for that, be more for that so we can all know. Yeah. So we can all know, and then maybe you can have a funny perspective about it on stage. Maybe you can make a funny argument about it. But don't just do it for clout. You know what I'm saying? Don't, I'm not a mind reader, but don't just post some shit to get your hundred comments back and forth. And now mm-hmm. Chingo Bling on here, yep. fresh off HBO. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fresh off Netflix. And I'm talking about Underground King coming in and going back and forth, tick for tack. You know, I only went like one or two comments. But, yeah. but it's like... Yo, if that's how you feel, word. Okay, bro. Put that out there more just to see. You know what I mean? Test the waters. You want to be, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Leah Thomas, it's okay to have a wee-wee and have performance-enhancing webbles. One of the memes in the Discord was, cheater, cheater, has a Peter. Dude, they put the Hillshire Farm sausage uh, (laughs) package with Leah Thomas on it, and they said... uh, the meme on the Discord, it said, like, when you can't get on the Wheaties box, they put, <laughs> they put them on a chorizo box. God damn it. There was some good ones in there, and some of them, you know, they'd be like, I'm offended if I set them on there. You know, it's funny, every time somebody, <laughs> like, a new person jumps into the Discord, like this morning, a new person jumped in, uh, the first thing I'm just like, I kind of, like, brace myself, I'm like... Is this an operative? Is this an operative? Yes. And uh-huh. two, how are they going to, like, I know the hear is talking about it on the show, but then when you actually get in there, it's like... <laughs> Locker room talk. A hundred percent. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's it's, it's, there's females on there, too. Some of them are worse. I'm looking at you, yeah. Jess. Jess, dear. Yeah, yeah, Jess. <laughs> worse than some of the dudes. Mainly Jess. She the main one roasting you about the tools. This is this is true. She offered us a podcast table for whenever we move. Hand-built by her and her husband. Oh, shit. And then she said it weighs hundreds of pounds. Yes. That that part has me a little shook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all right. I'll get, I'll get my corn-fed bre- <laughs> uh, bros to go pick it up. Since we're on the topic of um, the trans swimmer, you know Twitter just banned the Babylon Bee? The parody, the satire account? Yes. You know why? Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. They they said something, uh, somebody was a gir- a guy, and they wouldn't delete the tweet, right? No, this is what I saw. Mm. You might be right. Uh, it might have been a couple things. I saw that Babylon B, <laughs> hilarious, hilarious, they posted, um, what's that lady, the lieutenant, whatever, Rachel? Yeah, Levine. <clears throat> they posted Rachel Levine. They said, this is our man of the year. Yes. yes and yes, yes. of course... Because of this society we're living in, you know, satire and parody and all that kind of stuff is protected by free speech. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Twitter's a private fucking whatever, whatever bullshit. But this is all part of a larger social engineering experiment. You know what I mean? Yes. Human beings, man, we're being toyed with right now. Um, Obviously, uh, they're using a lot of AI in in these big tech companies, the algorithms. They know you better than you know yourself. And the the type of censorship that's going on. Um, part of the meeting we had yesterday, uh, one of the gentlemen was showing me all the parallels of what's happening, like the type of censorship and stuff that's going on here and the tactics going on here and how the parallels can be drawn from other countries. So I think, in, I think he was saying like in Nicaragua or something like that. Uh, y'all could fact check me. I don't know the country, but 
they have la ley cibernética which is basically the um the equivalent of fact checkers over here mm. <clears throat> so this shit isn't new it's being done in different places so obviously in, in america you have these super left-leaning fact checkers that'll be like oh rob g uh tv posted about the motherfucking laptop and we're gonna get on here spank them on the hand uh, put them in suspension, lock them out of their account, uh, put a strike on their account, take down their video, demonetize, deplatform, all this stuff. And then later it comes out that New York Times is like, okay, well, we, we, we took a look. And yeah, it turns out the shit was real. Meanwhile, in the debates, Trump tried to bring it up. Mm-hmm. All of America, fucking Cardi B is like, uh-uh, Trump's talking about Bo Biden. It's like, <laughs> he talking about Hunter Biden and the bag man and the 10% for the big guy. And you getting money from Kazakhstan, Dazakhstan, all the stands. Dude, just look, that the that bring, being brought up during the elections and then now, fast forward two years, all the craziness that's going on there. If you've been paying even a little bit of attention, you got to think to yourself... There's a bigger there's a bigger plot here at play that we obviously don't know about. If they were to let the New York Post get jiggy and keep it up, like keep their fucking article up, yeah. And if we had a real press and a real media and real journalism in this country, then more Americans would have known about the corrupt Biden crime family, the the, the Biden cartel, yeah. Right, more people would have known. And polls show that many people, it would have affected how they voted. <clears throat> it would have affected the outcome of this election, oh, which, yeah, which was sure. a, a couple thousand votes in a couple swing states. So in that same vein, uh, I don't know if it's what you tell me if it's worse or not. It's already bad enough that they were the Rachel Levine thing on the Babylon Bee. It's bad enough that they banned their account, removed their account, you know, for that reason, for posting that, uh, knowing what the Babylon Bee does. Yeah. Then coming back at Twitter, then coming back and saying, you know what? We'll reinstate your account. We, we'll give you access if you just delete the tweet. Babylon Bee said, no. If it means that we lose our Twitter account, we're going to stand our ground because you can't silence people like that. So does Rachel have huevitos? I'm pretty sure. He still got the, he ain't go get the banana split surgery? I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I'm going to, from what I've read, no. So he ain't get it chopped off? No. All right. So Rachel. It's just Peter Griffin in a wig. Rachel. Yeah. Rachel. Come on, man. Rachel need to come out and be like, hey, it's okay to Babylon B. Let them say what they got to say. I'm like, is that Trey the Truth? (laughs) (laughs) What if she talks like Trey the Truth? (laughs) I've never actually heard her talk. I was like, oh, we're... Oh, I have. Um, You're right. Yeah, man, we're living in a fucking Simpsons episode. Um, So, Uh, yeah, I had that in my notes, how La Ley Cibernetica is is the equivalent to fact checkers here in America. Uh, Twitter banned the Babylon Bee for saying, this is a dude. But we're living in this postmodern, two plus two equals five. You can identify as a unicorn, and there's no such thing as biological male, and we must cancel Dave Chappelle, and uh, Leah Thomas really fucking won. But then, dude, ready? Furthermore, the college swimmer who spoke out against Leah Thomas got banned by Twitter. What? The consumer? Hey, man, you want to duck, duck, Google? I, I actually will. But furthermore, on that same subject, one of the prominent ESPN or, or the Sports Illustrated writers mm-hmm. for the swim meet for the college sports has a daughter that was in that meet and has said nothing. Uh, ESPN had a, a Sports Illustrated writer. <clears throat> oh, Sports Illustrated. Well, yeah, man, they're scared. Well, yeah. They got everybody in check. That's how the left works. The left has tactics. You know what I'm saying? They're very aggressive. They're very, very aggressive. And when you see Antifa out there, um, not only like online, like with the, you got to post a black square. And and check this one out. Ready? (coughs) When these motherfuckers were like, "Uh, Chingo, you need to post more about Vanessa. Why you ain't posting more about Vanessa? Why you ain't posting more about Vanessa? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, damn. Yeah, that's how they were all up in your fucking comments and DMs and shit. Orale, sell out. I said it a million times. This is why. I said, we're already in contact with the family. We're trying to figure out what their end goal is, like a law. Of course, we believe female soldiers and all soldiers should be safe when under the eyes of the, or the, or on the barracks, right? Yeah. If there's any type of uh, a fuckery afoot, to quote Rogan, at, at the base in Colleen, that shit need to be cleaned out. If that base needs to be shut down, if it's too big or the person in charge needs to get fired and what's up with the tunnels up under there? I was with all of that. 
What I was not with is extreme radical leftists hijacking her protests and her marches and her gatherings, her movement with immigrant lives matter. Yeah, no. Yeah, and that's course. what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. So that was my gut instinct. Dog, when on 4th of July, when they had their big gathering at, a, I don't know what that was, Discovery Green yes. or something, mm-hmm. we watched mm-hmm. it from the pool at the Marquise Marriott on 4th of July. Oh, so yeah. I had my daughters and my wife, and we're on that rooftop pool, right. and we looking. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't finna be down there participating in something. I don't know what's going to get hijacked. Yeah. Thankfully, they couldn't do it. Like who? Enough good people, obviously, were involved to where they weren't going to let you just start infiltrating, um, being an agitator, um, turning it into defund some shit. And it's the same techniques. And check this out, bro. I got a screen grab. Why yeah. you look that up? It's the same techniques as Black Lives Matter that we've been talking about since the beginning of all this. All the George Floyd riots. Go ahead. Yeah, and the parallel, the parallels for all that. L- let me play this, bro. Let me just play it. This shit is happening all over the world, and you see the parallels of the logos, the techniques. These are like color revolutions. Yeah. And get ready, because in 2024, BLM raised a billion dollars. So in 2024, they're really about to get jiggy with their um with their little rhetoric and messaging. With not even not only that, but like bullying you in the streets to adhere to what the fuck they're trying to push forward. Now, now check this out. This is from the Oliver Stone documentary about Ukraine. It's called Ukraine on Fire. It was taken down by YouTube because it shows you how color revolutions are done. And anybody with a keen eye, once you see this, now it's very apparent what BLM and Antifa are trying to do. As veiled and masked as the color revolutions can be, an attentive viewer can see subtle patterns and similarities revealing their true nature. To make crowds act as one obedient group, they have to be united at the unconscious level. The masterminds of color revolutions know this well and have perfected the art. Symbolism is one of the most powerful tools to achieve this end. Revolutionary political organizations with surprisingly similar names and even more similar logos have appeared time and again, almost as omens marking the countries that would be hit by the colored plague next. They are often described as being aware and active when they're actually trained and radical. They are the ones who take the first shot literal and metaphorical to transform the peaceful protests into full-blown coup d'etats <clears throat> so one of the people we had the meeting with yesterday uh he was very well versed in uh like what's going on in latin america and um he was showing me and telling me the names he's like in venezuela they go by this in cuba they go by this over here they called the first responders over here they call like paramilitar something something so in venezuela he recommended a book called um cuba suela like cuba suela Mm -hmm. and basically he said like nicaragua is like full communist but you know from year it's been communist for 40 years but it'll 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 morph into like Oh, well, we're socialists now. Or like, oh, we're this now. We're progressive, this now. And now we're, okay, we're communists again. Um, and all that shit, like, you have all the those people that are in exile. I want to have them on the show. Okay. So these people that are exiled, like, for example, Katy, Texas, has a ton of, like, Venezuelans, Cubans, and things like that. Uh, you know, folks from, from those parts of the world. And uh, we've said it before on the show, where it may be our Latino brothers and sisters that are escaping all that that are going to help wake up the raza. Yeah. Because the raza feel like, you know, they don't, you know, they know a little bit like, ah, oh, el socialismo es malo, you know, que México es muy corrupto y las elecciones. But then they come over here and then they're like, oh, we're Democrat now. It's like, oh, shit, now you're about abortions and 85 genders and and, yeah, and being it, dependent off the government all of a sudden. Yeah, if they knew that, they wouldn't be so adamant to, to vote blue, right? Um Towards the end of the show, too, I want to pitch you an idea for a podcast under the RPT slash Chingo uh, umbrella or whatever <clears throat> to further 
create content for the fans of this show and the kind of, kind of topic, did that necessarily have to have you there all the time? Something that I want to take on and just feed people to RPT as an end game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll talk about that towards mm-hmm. the end of the show. Um, did you see by chance, speaking of Cubans and, and Latins and whatever, we, I brought up, uh, what's her name, Maria Salazar, the representative from uh, Florida that was talking about, yes, of course, you know, no fly zone. And remember that lady, the little I, clip? I think so. Uh-huh. She was on Tucker the other night. Mm-hmm. Did you by chance see that? No. Okay. I'm going to pull it up here in a second because it's one of those examples. And, and you try to give her, giving her the benefit of the doubt. You're like, she's probably from Cuba, which she was, and she's anti, you know, Russia and anti a lot of this, what's going on over there. You're right. But also, like, she, it, it was so bad that you even had, uh, Bannon was talking about, she completely humiliated herself. She made a terrible example of, of a Republican candidate or Republican congresswoman or congressperson on somebody like Tucker Carlson's show. So anyway... All that to say this, the messaging that you're talking about, like the way that the left has a way of like rebranding and reframing and all that, it is impactful. But if you just take a step back and peel the layers back in a, in a funny way, you add some humor to it, and you just talk about the shit that matters, people aren't stupid. Like they'll understand. You don't need to go through all these different avenues of billions of dollars to like reframe the parental uh, rights and education bill. Just tell them what it, you know, just... You don't have to be in their faces like, hey, bro, Vanessa this, or hey, George Floyd that. Mm-hmm. Tell them what it says. Be funny about it. And most people get it. They're not on the side of that craziness just because they have a good way of spinning things and rebranding things. Like, Americans are not that stupid, despite what, despite what some people might think. Yeah, so uh, another thing that came up yesterday is how Lena Hidalgo, I'm going to let you play the clip, but like how Lena Hidalgo is proposing something about like free preschool daycare or something like that. Have you heard about that? I have not seen that. So speaking of reframing and rebranding, it sounds cool. It's like, oh, more programs, right? Right. But he said, uh, I'm going to tell you about Buddy um, more off the air, but he was saying, he said, what Lena Hidalgo is doing, he's like, this is straight out their playbook and what they do in other countries. He said, what ends up happening is they offer this to the to the mothers right he's like now they have a database he's like they've already kind of given you something now they have a database now you've given them permission to reach out call you text you mm-hmm. knock on your door and get you to vote blue so you know also i mean i don't want to go <clears throat> straight to it but if you take some of what you just said and you, you look at what hitler did that's that's very what the nazis did yeah i think hitler came in at a time when their economy had like uh buku um inflation and mm-hmm. they needed a scapegoat and right and shit like that um and then speaking of tactics and i'm gonna let you play the clip no, no go I ahead know, i know i'm talking in circles nah but i have a lot to share i i, I missed a, I missed a week um remember when the uprisings were happening in colombia when you start seeing like the way these uh masked Operative. They look like Antifa and they mm-hmm. like burning tires over here and they flipped a bus over here and then they trying to break into a federal building the way they were doing in Portland and Seattle and right. create a chopping <clears throat> chaz. And you notice that uh, people were giving Jay Balvin, who's Colombian, a hard time because they're like, you're not speaking up. They're killing us. The government is killing us. The government is killing us. Right. Right. Jay Balvin, he must know something. He must know what's up. He must have like. Because a lot of people on the ground in Colombia, they're like, yo, we have to live in the outskirts. So when all that fuckery comes this way, we can have some time. And, you know, maybe J Balvin understood or understands like, hey, it's not just we're just innocent people protesting and the government's killing us. The government's killing us. It's like y'all are also fucking up some of the cops. And, you know, this isn't just about X, Y, Z. Like this is a fucking cool color revolution going on. Yeah. Um, there's, so the, the clip itself, I'll tell you, this is one of the long, like he, he gave her, uh, Maria Salazar, the entire block. It's an 18 minute clip. Wow. There's also a two, uh, two and 50 second, two minute, 50 second clip that another news station did on this story. Which one do you want? Do you want to go through the long one or do you want just like the mm, clip? Maybe no. the short one. Okay. Cause you know, if she's dumb, sounding <laughs> dumb, it's going to piss us off. <laughs> Let me see last night with a Fox News host, and it was Rep. Maria Elvira Salazar who came out the worst for wear. Our senior political reporter, Michael Putney, in the newsroom with more on this. Michael. Louis, before she was elected to Congress last year, Maria Elvira Salazar spent 30 years on television. Do so- you want to guess where? Univision? Yes. Okay. 
she knows her way around a TV studio, but so does Tucker Carlson. And when she went on his show last night, there were fireworks. We're getting no, no, pretty deep I, into I, the I, talking points here. It, Fox's Tucker Carlson likes to mix it up with guests. Last night, it was Representative Maria Alvira Salazar. A week ago, a reporter from the Gray Zone asked Salazar what she thought of a no-fly zone. Here's what she said. Do you support a no-fly zone in Ukraine? I support everything that has to do with punishing Vladimir Putin and helping the Ukrainians. Wouldn't that mean direct conventional warfare with Russia? I don't know what it will mean, but you know freedom is not free. So you don't know what a no-fly zone will mean? If you, if you have to shoot down Russian planes, I mean... Of course! But that was taken out of context because I said, of course, that I know what that means. I was that 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 interview was not very well conducted and that's why I'm here because I want to clarify my position. Okay. But very little got clarified last night as Carlson and Salazar talked over each other and bickered over sending US military aid to Ukraine. We have been providing javelins and stingers and ammunition and we're providing a lot of, of military armament. So what is the difference between that and the MiGs and the S-300s? What's the difference? Salazar is very hawkish. But what about all those Russian nukes? How many nuclear weapons, by the way, does Russia have? Do you know? Many. Many. Yeah, only about 6,000 is, is the guess. One is enough, that, and that's a fair, that's a fair answer. One is enough. The Russians have more nukes than America. That's easily found. The fact that she did not have some basic knowledge of what the consequences could be, I think is, is troubling. But Planner says Salazar did a good job last night talking up her immigration bill. The Dignity Act, which I presented last month, is an immigration reform law, probably the first one that the GOP has presented in a long time. Which I want to it read. It has one of the strongest border security measures in the history of the United States Congress. Right, got it. But, I, but it also provides amnesty for tens Wait a minute. of millions Wait, no. of people. Amnesty, amnesty is what we have now, Tucker. Uh, people love it when Big Shot TV hosts get pushback from their guests. And last night, Salazar pushed back hard against Tucker Carlson. Yeah. It's a really fascinating <sighs> clip to just watch it unfold the way they were going at it, each other. Um, so if you, have, if you guys have the time, find the Tucker with the Maria Salazar uh, clip. I think one of the biggest takeaways of that is how... When they do polls, when they conduct polls and they ask the American people, like, are you for no-fly zones with Ukraine? You know what I'm saying? And um, <clears throat> that's kind of a misleading question because the average, you know, unless you're a military strategist, of, you know, a tactical type of person, you're just kind of like, I don't know what the fuck a no-fly zone is. Shit, motherfucker, no-fly zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. No-flex zone. No-flex <laughs> zone. Take it to the house. You know, uh, take that shit to the house. So... If you were to explain to people <clears throat> in a different way, like, are you okay with uh, Americans shooting down Russian planes over Ukraine? And if Russia shoots down a European ally plane or, or whatever, in other words, are you okay with sending uh, American blood and treasure over there, mm -hmm. over this war that motherfuckers don't know anything about? The average American has no idea. When you see these uh, Pray for Ukraine billboards and shit, they don't tell you how many Nazis is over there. Like, real deal Nazis. Like, OG Nazis from <clears throat> the western the western side of Ukraine. Because, bro, if y'all watch that documentary, it, it, there's a lot of uh, subtitles. There's a lot of maps. So, this whole subject, it's very dense, right? There's so much history. There's the, the uh, Azov Battalion. And uh, basically, Ukraine is right there between... You know, Germany, Europe and all that. Poland is right there. And you got Russia. And in the past, <clears throat> for fucking hundreds of years, Ukraine has been either like leaning towards Russia or another leader might be like, oh, we're going to go this way with Germany. And they just switch sides. They're switching sides back and forth. So on the western front of Ukraine, you got OG, like alpha variant fucking original the little bitty mustache <laughs> the little toothbrush mustache not not like oh i got a lot of tattoos and a bald head and i wear funky vests with pins and i listen to punk rock music not them kind of nazis alpha variant with the little bitty mustache on the western part of ukraine and uh, so you have all these dude 
you the Ukrainian Nazis committed yeah. some atrocities. They killed a shit ton of Polish folk, Russian folk, anybody that wasn't them, mm -hmm. uh, Jews, and all kinds of shit. So once you start telling people, like, you know they got bio labs over there. You know they got Buku Nazis. It's like, are, are these still the uh, super pure, innocent little victims? You know what I mean? Like, people, people refuse to look at it from the Russians' point of view. Right. In other words... We are on offense. We're, we're conducting economic war. Right now, everybody listening right now, whether you know it or not, you are a combatant in this war. Whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, you are a combatant in this war. And we've taken offense with like economic, it's economic warfare. We're attacking, what is it, the rupee? Mm -hmm. Not the rupee, that's the Indian one. You'll get it. So, but what's happening is, with all this shit that we're doing, trying to collapse uh, the ruble, <laughs> call it that. <laughs> it is the ruble. It's the ruble. Yeah. Yeah. So while we're trying to like attack their entrepreneurs, we call them oligarchs and shit. You just take their shit. Um, all these companies pulled out of Russia. Uh, they've been, Russians have been canceled. I don't give a damn if you're a ballet dancer, you play for an orchestra. <clears throat> if you was a Hall of Fame motherfucking tennis player, if you Russian right now, you better not say, you know, you're on Russia's side because yep. they're fucking canceling the shit out of you. They're trying to just show you what they could do, take all your stuff away. And now what that's done is they fumbled it. And now, now they're pushing China in the mix. Um, now the petrodollar is no longer a thing. You know, we've Americans have had the advantage that we've been able to print money out the wazoo willy nilly. We've been able to print money like nothing. And it, in a, a Inflation has been suppressed somewhat because we are the reserve currency. So now that you have, uh, who was it that just bought, uh, I think India just bought or sold a bunch of petroleum to some other country and they did it from like, it might have been Russia. but well, They're it was, buying it from Russia at a discount. And, and they're not using the dollar anymore as the reserve. So they went straight rupee. They went straight rupee to ruble. And you know what I'm saying? So basically... When the when the U.S. dollar is no longer the reserve currency, you're going to feel it and it's going to be a very big impact because inflation is only going to get worse after that. That's been like our saving grace. That's been our biggest export. Everybody from cartel drug dealers, uh, I don't give a damn, you OPEC, you selling petroleum, whatever kind of commodity, all other governments, they had to trade in terms of the dollar. And that, little by little, is going away. And I think, um, uh, quote the raven, uh, tweeted some stuff about that so he might have a podcast about that nice yeah he's <clears throat> always in my queue i'm gonna play this clip from the other day have to talk about it because the american people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money simply not true inflation is made in washington because only washington can create money and any other attribution of to other groups of inflation is wrong consumers don't produce it Producers don't produce it. The trade unions don't produce it. Foreign sheiks don't produce it. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it is too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing else. So check this out, bro. Is, is that Milton Friedman? Yes. Can I see that comment? RCX001. This one? Yeah. Can you scroll? Okay. What does he say? Uh, hey, wait. <clears throat> god damn this boy said milton friedman was the man and this is on our what did he said uh page on instagram mm -hmm. milton friedman was a man but seriously though what did people expect when government was handing out quote covid relief stimulus checks majority of which went to foreign countries and bs organizations in other words that's how they launder money and steal from the american people where did they get the money the fed uh the printed tons of money handed out checks and making the dollar less valuable and everything else more expensive. And the fact that we went from energy independent to net importer of energy, and that triples inflation. All right, so check this out. Milton Friedman, I'm not an expert on this, but in Chile, Chile had a leader named Pinochet. He was like extreme right. And I think he executed like 30,000 commies. He's like, bitch, this where you're going to sleep, right here in this dirt. Damn. Take a nap. Bop, bop. Lined him up, I think in a stadium or some shit. Bop, bop, bitch, you want to be a commie? Here you go. Here goes some lead for your belly. And um, so I think Pinochet, what he did is he was trying to fix 
I'm giving y'all the fucked up ghetto cliff notes right now. <laughs> well, is, I like how you preface it with, I'm not an expert. That might be the name of yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah. I'm not an expert. <laughs> but Pinochet, right? <laughs> Pinochet sent <clears throat> the Chicago boys, right? It was some youngsters, some e- economists from Chile, sent them to Chicago to study up under Milton Friedman and understand their approach to economics, which is uh, four pillars or three mm. pillars of something, uh, social, cultural, something, something, something. Again, I'm not an expert, but I'll bring on, we'll bring one on. And um, Chile's, uh, uh, I guess that shit was working, mm-hmm. you know, but that's all I know about that. And we'll talk about it. But Biden got a lot of nerve gaslighting the American people. How oh, he, yeah. I mean, it's so convenient when your educational system sucks because now you could just hop on TV. I'm sick and tired. Y'all blaming us. I'm sick and tired. Y'all blaming us for the inflation. It's simply not true. And that was an excellent comment from yeah. that gentleman. He needs to be on the Discord. <clears throat> I do, yeah, he he's very active and on the Instagram. It's like, man, come on, man, what are you waiting for? Patreon.com <clears throat> forward slash Red Piltamales. Come on over to the dark side. If you want to be one of the proud to pay members, join the Discord, unlock the uh double the weekly podcast, you know, get direct contact from Rabbi and I and every all the other members, yep. and really join a community. And with everything going on, it's comforting to be able to rely on some folks and get some info and compare notes and know that you're not alone you know because yeah. you're being gaslit that you're the fucking minority yeah and despite all of the uh you know the, the it's, it's honestly like a big ass family you know a fucked up family like we all have in real life because you get you know memes and shit talking and stuff in there but at the end of the day like we all have pretty similar ideas you know not, not like we all think exactly the same but a lot of them have said when they jumped in there when they became a patron before the discord that feels good to listen to a show where it's relatable people that look like them that, that sound like the things that they talk about maybe with just themselves or their spouse because they're the rest of their community maybe doesn't get it so again it's just bringing the community together with similar ideas speaking of uh giovanni who you know he might get booted from the discord if he doesn't ease up on my ryobi tools Damn, <laughs> i'm just getting him and sparky by dishonorable the way. discharge yeah right which we'll get to also but him and sparky actually cash at me some money for a milwaukee tool set Wow. So I'm nice. going to make a video comparing the two. I still need a couple of people. They suggested a kit. I need a few more people to cash at me, and I'll make videos for the Discord proving to you that the Ryobi is superior than your Milwaukee, but whatever. We'll get to that at a later wow, date. Wow, son. Geo posted Biden, uh, Biden's gas crisis and the tale of the 9,000 unused oil leases. We've heard that from yes. Jen Saki over and over again, right? So it's uh, by a YouTube channel called Don't Walk Run Productions. They have uh, half a million subscribers. This video went very unlooked at, I feel like, in the Discord. I might have been the only one that reacted to it. I watched it. Well, there's a lot going on in the Discord. There is. So I, I bring it up on the show so that everybody I know that'll listen will go back maybe and find that on YouTube. It is, it's, 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 silly a little bit it's kind of funny and it breaks it down in a way that a lot of it if i talk to my wife who knows about the regulatory side of all these wells and and the way that that works right the railroad Mm -hmm. commission and how you get oil how you get from there's a plot of land let's get something out of it there's a huge long ass process it's not just there's nine thousand leases they could have drilled yesterday (laughs) last month last year yeah simply not true yeah, you want to talk, talk about simply she, not true yeah jen saki bro she's so damn smug she stood on tv and was like i don't think oil companies needed an embroidered invitation yeah. to drill yeah and that's what i'm talking about man like they're looking like, at you boy, like you're chucky you get on my nerves they're looking at you like you're dumb they're looking at the meeting like out of the menso and i hate that every time people people be arguing like well chingo i mean there's leases you know i'm always telling them how many of them fucking oil wells are dry you know what I mean? Open up the good ones and, and make it easier for these com- incentivize the companies to make a profit so that they can go up in there. And then number two, what is this? Here's the number one question. This right here should like really just just put a big bow on the whole debate of like, well, are they trying? Is what is this administration doing to ease the pain at the pump and and why are they so against using American oil? And the alternative is supposed to be Venezuelan oil and, and Russian oil and oil from everywhere else where they pollute way more. You know what I mean? It's right there. They pollute way more. Yeah. The thing, so we're, our shit is cleaner. The environmentalists are really what's been, you know, been pushing the left to continue this, this green wave, this green goal, whatever you want to call it. Green New Deal. I yeah, guess. It was net, it was net zero. I was stupid shit. Yeah. And um, I, I talked to, I said this last week too, like we need to be able to talk about doing both. Like we can't just 
day one, I'm going to cut off, you know, the ability to do this pipeline. Because one thing is a pipeline. Another thing is the actual, you know, rigs and, and, and uh, pumping and all that. It's two different things. All those things have processes. And then at the end of the day, man, it's capitalism, right? Like what these oil companies, if they know that the administration that's going in is, is going in on day one, trying to break down what you're doing and no longer uh, give it any money or attention or even encouragement, right? They're not going to be investing in the future of that particular industry. They're just basically not like they're sitting on their hands, but they're like, how much can we do without paying fees? And what's the regulation look like? And how much are they handcuffing us, you know, to even do what we do? All right, well, we're just going to fucking do what we do now. And that's it. Like, they're not going to go out of their ways to lose more money after they've already lost so much money in 2020. And I'm not making a fucking argument for the old companies by any means. But you got to look at those things. It's not as simple as that. Cut it off, go green, and that's it. <coughs> Yeah, because everything is made out of petroleum. I mean, this jewel case right here, this plastic right here, this table, shit. I mean, rubber, anything that comes wrapped in plastic. I even think it plays a role in like pharmaceutical production or some shit like that. But um, everything. Yeah, everything. And they're just really what it is. It's just a play to force us into fucking these chinese made batteries and and have a bunch of punk ass windmills everywhere and bitch ass solar panels and we out here looking goofy like the flintstones having to use your fucking patas to make your car go people siphoning gas i mean they're squeezing the middle class it's it's like economic warfare you have been sanctioned they're they're choking you with inflation and everything else yeah there's a video i haven't even posted it yet it's on my phone somewhere of a of a dude oops anyway who catches another guy Oh, yeah, yeah. You saw that? Sorry, man. Yeah, dude. Dude, my bad, bro. He's like, fuck your my bad, man. Yeah. You were about to take gas out of my car. Man, that's when jujitsu got to come in, bro. Oof. And I'll tell you about that on Chingo Chats in a minute. Noise. Um, Patty the Batty. Did you watch any of the fights over the weekend? <laughs> no. Bro. Okay, okay. Uh, that's curious. Just curious. He called out Mark Zuckerberg. Did you see that? Yeah. Video? I saw the clip on what did he say. Yeah, man. I mean, that he is Conor McGregor 2.0, a lot of people might say. Like, this guy's got, I mean superior to sean o'malley already star power he's got he had that entire stadium you know all these uh, this this country just rooting for him the way that conor mcgregor had you know the irish rooting behind him anyway um he called him mark zuckerberg talking about you're censoring my shit why are you taking down my accounts all i'm trying to do is help people with mental illness i'm trying to do charity work here like what's your end goal here asshole yeah he's like you're the biggest bully on the internet yeah I can't wait that we could goddamn decouple from this goofy ass system that we're in um it's very frustrating because you know, like myself, I'm on tour, Legalized Freedom Tour. We're hitting 30 cities. And, you know, you're trying to figure out the the um, what, 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 the system of like, okay, how much bread you got to put in on Facebook so that people actually see your shit. And, you know, and it's just a never-ending thing of like, am I shadow banned on Instagram? And then they use that carrot on a stick thing with the reels. Like, oh, you can make this many thousands of dollars as long as you get this many views on your reels. So uh, Juan Perez was doing a great job of making sure that um my reels were getting viewed and he's you know i mean he's cranking shit out and it was just going up hundreds of dollars hundreds of dollars it was like oh cool we're gonna get a little check here pretty soon and then one of the clips he posted was a piece from my netflix stand-up where i said they're using beaners to catch beaners mm. and the word beaner boom start over you know slap on the wrist ain't no money for you <laughs> try again what yeah and then uh mighty soul was getting frustrated because her bodybuilding video <clears throat> had a ton of engagement, but they wouldn't count it towards her bonus. And I was like, I was basically saying, look, this is all a distraction. Like they, they want us on the hamster wheel creating and working for them full time, uh, uh, trying to get this real bonus, but they have so many rules and you got to go jump through so many hoops. I was like, you're lucky they didn't do to you what they did to me. Yeah. Which is like, oh, boom, start over. There goes your bread. You made all them reels for nothing. And another in that same vein, again, is the what did he said page? Uh, it reaches ha easily a half a million people per month, but you can't monetize any of that content because it's a lot about what we're talking about here. I mean, just, you know, these... And, and that's part of the pitch. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, it is part of the pitch. That's part of the pitch of supporting the podcast directly. Yeah, that's what I want to say is like, you know, initially... And sorry, man, no. I know you got a point no, no, you were about to make. Okay, so look, when Rob and I came together to make this show, initially it was just going to be 12 episodes. It's like, all right, let's address the elephant in the room and let's just 
do a little bit deeper dive on this political thing. It might be interesting to see what does Chingo Bling have to say about all this stuff going on in the world. At the time, I think fucking Portland was on fire yeah. and, and, you know, everything else. Biden had just won. And we're like, we're going to be back at war. Gas finna be high. Inflation got about to go up. We might have a recession or goddamn depression. Like, it's not going to be good with this regime at, at the helm. And we're seeing it all, but uh, y'all don't see it. A lot of people don't see it because... Yeah. They, they hop on TV and lie to you. And they're like, well, you know, a lot of things, it's not so cut and dry. And, you know, the president doesn't affect the price of the gas. And it's like, yeah, but they're also exacerbating the situation. And they don't know how to negotiate. And we're getting punked on the global stage. And you fucking, you know, anyway, um, I say that to say this. All right. That's my way to bring it back. Way to segue. Way, way, yeah. way to bring it back. Yeah, you yeah. know, if you ain't got no segue, just say that. Yeah. That's always a, a, a I, I find myself saying that. I, I say that to, to say, say this. this. In other words, I know I didn't make no sense. But, you know, we, here we are. This is season number 12, episode 142. We've done 142 episodes of this. I'm the sponsor. Yeah. All right? It, it is zero sponsors, you know, but we do have the, the Thea, of course. All the patrons are keeping it alive, keeping it growing. Um, you know, but we're on the 12th dozen. And it is very difficult to get this shit out. You know, there's just different reasons. Some rasa is like, nah, Saiske, homie, I don't really get into that shit, doc. You know, or um, I'm actually a Democrat and I think you're racist and I don't want to hear what you got to say. Or big tech don't even let you see what we're talking about. And then if you approach companies, it's like how many companies are, are going to want to align themselves with this particular show? They're probably like, oh, they said that there's not 85 genders and we want to sell our products to everybody. and uh, Right. So it's like, OK, well, then I'm the sponsor again this is brought to you by the Legalized Freedom Tour. And I got albums out and music and other things. And we're just hanging in there. But at what point? at what point is it going to, I mean, I'm not a, um, I'm not just one of them give up type people, Yeah. but it's like, bro, you're talking politics on YouTube in the year 2022. Uh, that's what year we in, right? Okay. <laughs> that's how, that's how hard it is sometimes. That's how hard it is right now. That's how bad my allergies are. But it's like, you're talking politics on where? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's like, bro, your people are not on Gitter and Telegram. Not a lot of y'all. No. Uh, a lot of y'all don't have a Rumble account. Mm -hmm. So we're, it's almost like, is this show ahead of its time? Just like a lot of other shit that I do mm. is fucking ahead of its time. And it's like, bro, right now, bro, Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, you know, people like Biden, bro. And they like paying a lot of the gas. So you're the bad guy, Chingo. You're over here telling us that Ukraine got biological uh, 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 weapons labs and they got Nazis and shit. And Zelensky's doing a bunch of foul shit that, you know, if you heard Putin doing it, like closing 11 TV networks. Yeah. Just because they don't fucking agree with you. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not helping to stir up the uh, the war drums. But anyway, I don't know how I can conclude that. But we're doing this show because we care. And we feel like the stakes are high. And these are very important subjects that affect you at, at a micro level, day-to-day <clears throat> -day basis. You want your kids to be educated. You know, you want to have... A, a safe household with some motherfucking finances where you can save and invest and get ahead. And the stuff we're talking about is going to affect you, whether it's they're forcing you to take some experimental stuff or they're going to fire you for some shit or, you know, how, you know, you got 400,000 immigrants on the way, you know, what's going on at the border. Every County is a border town now, <clears throat> you know, shenanigans in the election, whatever. Some of the shit we can't even touch. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and it, it's going to help. We have a couple of big guests coming up and they, they fight the exact same battle we're fighting. Right. And outside of the, let's say four to six hours a week of content that we put out between Chinger Chats and RPT, uh, the YouTube videos, the clips, the podcast, you know, there's other things that you're doing. Everybody's doing other things to try to make sure that their lives are where they need them to be. They're trying to provide for their family. They're trying to provide for their kids. They're trying to build their own generational wealth. So we appreciate everybody that supports this podcast directly because the more that y'all support, the more that we can do. So we can take four hours to eight hours to 10 hours to eventually fucking a daily show. You want this to be a daily show? Like it's going to be funded by the listeners because there's no other way that it's really going to be funded by anybody else. But until, yeah, and facts. Yeah, and until we get there, we're going to do what we can. And thanks to you guys that support right now. But there is a lot of fuckery afoot. And being ahead of its time is actually a good way to think about it because uh, if everyone just takes a, a uh, like close your eyes and take a trip down memory lane of what what Chingle Bling has done, a lot of it has been ahead of its time. 
Yeah, so I like what you said, man. At the end of the day, bro, it's just going to come down to the tia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and there's some sponsors and stuff that are um, that are interested. And, you know, I'm putting together, tightening up the proposal. But um, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, if, if you got the nuts to align yourself with free speech, you know what I'm saying, and freedom, that's all we talking about, bro. We just want the American working class, the blue collar people not to be forgotten and abused and left behind and gaslit. You know, because if it gets to the point to where all you motherfuckers need to start a garden, you know what I'm saying? Once it gets to that point and 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 the fucking government's all up in your, in your grill and shit and we go into a, a depression. If this shit starts looking at the 1930s, we're at war and, and you know, ain't no money and, and whose fault is it? Okay, come listen to RPT. Listen to Red Pill Tamales and we need your support and we appreciate it. All right, that was a was a great uh, great way to put a pin in it. I uh, so I have this show idea real quick. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna end the show talking about this. I'm doing the podcast with John Copel too. Also you want me to empty my bladder before you give this? Oh, okay. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Go ahead. Ahora sí, listo. Simon. All right. So uh, the podcast with Jonathan Copel. You know, it's been a long time since I've like hosted any kind of particular geared podcast in any in any way so i thought i was like yeah, that was cool and we have one day where we don't put out like an rpt production let's say like monday you got shingo chats wednesdays thursdays fridays so ideally if this comes to fruition on tuesdays i'd release uh whatever half an hour to an hour but that the concept is we've been talking a lot about this like how the left reframes things and rebrands things and gets away from the actual points and policies of whatever the actual thing was like it's just forgotten about they say don't say gay all of a sudden and if enough people tell you that then you start forgetting that it's called the parental rights and education bill yeah. and it's just called the don't say gay bill yeah and you start to be persuaded that DeSantis and republicans are anti-gay yeah, yeah. And, and no matter what the subject is they do that to you yeah. uh the green you know the green new deal oil gas pump price well it doesn't matter right so talking to people like i brought up uh i forgot her name already but um the lady that's running for Texas Commissioner, uh, Railroad Commission, you know, she was naked on top of the, yeah. the, the plum jack. So people like her, for instance, came to mind. Uh, people that we'd have on RPT, but I want to talk to them to just talk about why people are voting for them. Like if they're willing to come on a podcast that they know already generates, a, a, has a big audience like RPT, almost like in a feeder sense where I do a, a short podcast with them or whatever time length to see if they're like worthy of coming on RPT in a sense is one angle. And two is just that, why do people, why are people going to vote for you? When we had uh, Bianca on, she was telling us why she wanted people to vote for her, right? She doesn't, she's not a, a career politician by any means. She, had, she was the underdog. You got people like Wesley Hunt. You had people like Dan Crenshaw before he blew up, whoever it is. The title is something along the lines of like either Game of Votes because Game of Thrones, people, there's a good reference because it's, it's a, basically a political thriller is what Game of Thrones was. And you'll hear people talk about how what's going on now is kind of like a very Game of Thrones-y kind of, kind of thing. Or like the game Risk, right? Like uh, the world of uh, the game of world domination, right? That's kind of what we're, that's what we're living in. And the more fun you can make it for people and the, the funnier you can make it while also talking about the actual things. Like we're not talking about Don't Take Gay. We're talking about why are people voting for you in Florida? And what do you have to say about the parental rights and education bill or XYZ, whatever it is? And uh, yeah, I think listeners will get a, a kick out of it. And I like the imagery of using a, like a Game of Thronesy kind of like, uh, you know, blue and red. And you kind of have like the pawns and the king and whoever's sitting on the fucking in the White House or risk or it's the same thing. Now with Russia and Ukraine, like it's funny, Seinfeld did an episode where it's like Newman and Kramer and all that's left is Newman has Ukraine. And uh, Kramer is, uh, he has like everything else. And he goes, all you have left is Ukraine. The Ukraine's weak. And he's like, the Ukraine's not weak. And there's like, there's a Ukrainian guy on the bus. He's like, Ukraine not weak, you know? And it's like this whole thing. It's funny. But that's why that came to mind as well. Because that is literally what we're living in. It's a game of like Risk and Game of Thrones and SimCity, like all in real life right now. We're talking about like, we might have nukes drop somewhere because of what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. And at the end of the day... All the people that want to prevent that are people that want your vote. They want my vote. They want the listeners' votes. All right, well, can you come on a show and talk about why you should get their vote? <clears throat> Did you see how Biden and them were like, uh, there might be a cyber attack and it's going to be Russia's fault? <sighs> they're, already, they're already getting out in front of that. And not to mention that uh, there's footage of Biden saying, like, I had a meeting with Russia and I told them which uh, parts of our infrastructure they can't cyber attack. And it's like, damn, bro, you done gave them the green light on everything else. He also said New World Order the other day. <clears throat> yeah. out loud yeah and people just like well i mean uh democrats are the good guys and uh fuck it déjalo. yeah fucking babosos get your head out your ass boy so that's the idea i'm gonna work on a little cover art and then uh just kind of start putting the feeler out there to people who might not have like a big name like 
they're politicians, so it's not an AOC or a Dan Crenshaw kind of people at first that we're going to get uh, to come on this podcast, but it is people do, that do local things, right? Local elections, which are what really matters more anyway. <laughs> and then maybe even also, to put a pin in that, is getting some of the patrons involved, because you have some really smart people in our Discord who maybe they know, like, this person in uh, Los Angeles County or this person in whatever state you're in is running for this. Like, they need to get start getting on a platform because they're talking about real shit, not whoever's running it right now who's got the, the favor of big tech and the favor of, you know, the big elitists who are just going to keep pumping money into them. All right, we'll see if we can stir some noise up to talk, talking to people that are talking about real things. Um, I had an idea for, um, <clears throat> like, 15-minute little short like uh, Theo Juve rant where it's just like he's just roasting talking shit uh Juan Perez took an old episode of a Theo Juve um thing that I used to do on green screen and shit mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw it but it was <laughs> oh you were wearing the white get no 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 this oh yeah so like current events <laughs> current events like political stuff anything going on in the globe you know Whatever it be, whatever it may Hell be. Hell yeah. That's right up your alley. Like, that's what you should be doing, In Ukraine, right? hay chingo de Nazis, güey. ¿A poco ustedes andan allá en favor de los Nazis? Yeah, dude. Like, that's your fucking lane. Like, make these people laugh and think. Like, you're saying things that are funny, but also, like, I should probably go look into what he's talking about. Uh, Gio left a comment on there. Uh, his name on Instagram is GTO Ramirez. He said, Cubo Tio Juventino, we missed you big die. <laughs> Finally, we see you again without the OnlyFans paywall. <laughs> Motherfuckers be funny, boy. There's some funny people um, in there. X Christian XX2. He's the gentleman that, that did the flag drop where it said, like, um, it was a Dodgers game. He got kicked out. And it oh, said, yeah, it yeah. said uh, Latinos don't trust Democrats anymore. Gavin Newsom, something, something. And boy, <clears throat> yeah, he, he left a comment on there. That's probably like his third page. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we got a lot of ideas for the network. You know what I'm saying? We want to keep it going. <coughs> Obviously, we have Chingo Chats, and I'm telling stories about the music business on there. Like, I, I think I told the Pharrell story on Chingo Chats. Did I? About him asking me about corridos and shit? Yeah, know. yeah. That was kind of, I think we were, uh, I started cutting that one up because I put the Mas Maiz clip up. Word. On YouTube. Oh, um, okay. I want to go check that out. So, yeah, you know, we're trying to, we trying to um, give y'all a whole array, a whole spectrum, a whole menu of stuff and um i've been checking out kevin hart's podcast uh comedy gold mines have you heard of that no do you want to talk about this on chingo chats yeah but but since we're on the subject and, and we'll end it but since we're on the subject of creating shows mm -hmm. um you know the same way i've been inspired by drink champs and thinking like man could we you know replicate and do something in, in that vein and then you listen to uh kevin hart's thing and it's like damn he cooked this up during like the pandemic, I believe. Where it was just Zoom call. Like he had Fluffy on there, Steve Harvey, Earthquake, like different people zooming in, and he's just picking their brain. How do you do this? And what do you do that? And there's some gems in there. So I'm like, damn, you know, you know, we we we're tempted to do to dive into all kinds of shows. So we appreciate y'all's love and support. And uh, can't stop, won't stop. And uh, don't forget patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. You want to get more involved, you want to be a proud to pay member of the Thea. And uh, and I'm on tour, Legalized Freedom. Next stop is going to be West Palm Beach, Tacoma, Corpus Christi, We're Nashville. Hitting, Nashville. We're hitting 30 cities. Hit up the website, chingobling.com. Sass. Big time. Big time.